Welcome to another episode of Wrestling for the Faith. Here are your hosts, Casey Cage and WWE's Jackson Riker, Chad Lale. Hello, everybody. I'm listening to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Chad Lale. And I am Casey Cage. <laughs> I think we... We tried to throw them off a little bit this week, guys. I was going to do like a Michael Buffer entrance, but I, I, I changed it up a little bit, so we didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, we, we switching it up, trying to confuse everybody, keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> yeah, why not, man? He threw me – actually, guys, to be honest, about two seconds for he press record, he goes, hey, I want you to kick it off, so I had no time to prepare. <laughs> yeah. It's like no time to prepare. So next time, my intro will be a little bit better. You guys are thinking, that was terrible, man. Good way to start the show, Casey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't get to sit back and do the uh, – who was it? Uh, did you ever watch the episode of Andy Griffith where Barney was going to sing in the choir for the Christmas choir or whatever they – Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, he's he was horrible, but he sat back and he – la, 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 la. Yeah. Me, 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 me. You know, didn't give me time. You didn't give me no, time. I didn't, I didn't give you Barney. time to do your Barney five. So sorry uh, about I love that. It. What a great show. Anyway. So All right. <laughs> well, what you been into this week? Oh man. It was in Houston, Texas. I'm glad I got out of there. Uh, when I did, cause one of two things, the world series is going on there and, oh. uh, didn't want to fight that traffic. And then they had those bad storms today, man, tornadoes and all kinds of stuff ravaging through Texas. So keep those folks in your prayers. But, um, other than that, no, just, uh, getting home, had, you know, cheer practice for my daughter today and we're just keeping her running, bro. Keeping her running. She's wide open. So <laughs> other than that, the same, same. It's like groundhog day at my house sometimes. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I've had a, my shower in my master bedroom and then the kids bathroom, uh, has started dripping and well, okay. The, the kids' bathroom has been dripping for probably a year. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 faucet in the bathtub, and yeah. uh, it was on the other end of the house, and I don't hardly ever go in there, so it don't bother me. Sure. Um, and I've been watching the water bill; it's not went up, so I'm like, eh, I'm not fooling with that thing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, about a month ago, ours in our bathroom started dripping and it dripped for a few days. And then, um, it got to the point where, and we've got one of those shower heads that you can take off and, you know, squirt everywhere. Yeah. It got to the point where this thing is streaming. I mean, it's basically like you've got the water halfway on. Yeah. And even when I take it off the hook and lay it down, with its face up, it's still spitting out about an inch or two high. And I'm like, okay. And I can't stand listening to that all night. That's no. it, it's sitting in there <laughs> gurgling and all this junk. So, uh, I, I went and got the stuff this evening and, and went and fixed that. So I'm, I'm not a plumber, but, uh, I am, I, I got YouTube certified on that and it, it actually turned out. Okay. Knock us a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. My wife uses it all the time, man. I've, I've, it's amazing what you can learn on there. So, <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you got it fixed, brother. I'm still waiting on my. Uh, luckily, it's not the middle of the summer. My air conditioning's still not fixed for the downstairs unit. It's been, good lord, almost a month. 
Yeah. So man, I, because of uh, because of parts, well, the guy had the part come over and, and uh, end up having the wrong part. And then because of the, the supply chain right now being cut off, uh, it's hard to get hard to get parts. So luckily we're, we're in a season where it's, you know, 60 degrees during the day and 35 at night. And we got it upstairs. So we're good. He's yeah. here upstairs. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, the last few weeks I've had my windows open. It's nice. Beautiful, brother. <laughs> Beautiful. Right on, man. All right. So uh, last week we we finished up Chapter 10. Um, I want to read back through these last few verses of Chapter 10 and then go back to something that we were talking about last week in 1 Corinthians 13 that I, I didn't get to finish my point, and I didn't realize it until after we stopped recording, but we started talking about something else and, and I drifted and, and forgot to uh, bring it back home. And <laughs> so Acts chapter 10, um, beginning at verse 44, this is while Peter is preaching to the house of Cornelius. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then they asked him to stay with him for a few days. So we got on the topic of the gifts of the spirit. And uh, we were talking a little about that. And we had went over to first Corinthians chapter 13 and read uh, some of that. I'll, I'll reread these verses and then kind of go back into the point. Um, First Corinthians 13, beginning at verse eight. Now, these verses are the only verses in the Bible that I have ever had anyone uh, who does not believe that the gifts of the spirit are for today. Uh, this is what they always go to. And um, I have had friendly debates with people. And when you show them the truth of this, um, they shut down or change the subject. Some just flat out get mad. Yeah, um, of course. But beginning at verse eight, it says, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. Right. Okay. So what they try to use to say that the gifts of the spirit have ceased is that verse in verse eight, 
um, where it talks about prophecies failing, tongues ceasing, and knowledge knowledge vanishing away. And like we talked about a little bit last week, the main most people's um, most people's problem is tongues. They don't like the vocal gifts. Um, right. They, you know, prophecy, the, the word prophecy means either to foretell or forth tell the word of God. So uh, prophesying is a, a, another word for preaching. So, you know, you have, you have prophets who prophesy things that are coming, a future event. But then you also have uh, the other meaning of the word prophecy or prophesy is to preach the word, basically. Uh, So most of them are not against that, uh, but they don't like tongues. They don't like the vocal gifts. Um, What they try to go to mainly is verse 10. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. They say that that which is perfect is either the full canon of Scripture, the Bible being compiled, or they say, some will say, when the last apostle died, um, which would have been Apostle John, mm-hmm. the last of the original 12. Um, but that's not... That's not at all uh, what that means. The word perfect in the Greek uh, actually means completeness or full of age. So this is not talking about uh, this is not talking about the Bible being complete, because I believe that the Bible is the word of God. I believe that it's perfect. Um, but, um, it says that we will know just as we are known. Do we know everything? Even though we have the word of God, do we know everything? Right. No, we don't. You got anything right there before we go any further? No, 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 no. I mean, you got it, man. You, you, I was having a conversation with Dr. Brown today in regards to something and, and, uh, you know, with, with, pre-trib and this, these other things. And he just goes and, and we don't know everything. The fact is, is like me and you had this conversation last week of we can sit here and you and I can fight and argue over the word of God, or we can have a legit just conversation. But in reality, we all just need to come down to the basis of, we just need to be prepared when the coming of Christ comes, you know, we just need to be prepared. We need to be sure our hearts are right or we're in the right relationship with God. For me, the, the, these verses I see, you know, um, verse 10, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. So in my interpretation of it, what I get out of it is, is meaning when, when Jesus comes like, okay. So uh, verse 13, it says, but the greatest of these is love. Talk about faith, hope, and love. So love never ends. It starts in verse eight and then it goes on. But as for the prophecies, they will come to an end. Tongues will come to an end. To me, it says when the perfect comes, I'm looking at when Jesus comes, the, the love's not going to end. God's love is going to be, we're not even, can't even explain God's love. But will we need prophecies or will we need tongues in heaven? I don't think so, because we're going to no. be in the presence of the almighty God, but we'll always need that love. We're, we're ne- the love's never going to fail. 
You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's where I see um, my interpretation of verse 10, you know, when the perfect comes, when that perfect lamb of God, son of God comes, you know, um, we won't need any of that. All we're going to worry about is just being in the presence of the almighty God. That's, that's exactly right. And, and the part that seals it for me, um, and I want to clarify to verse 11, Paul talking about when he was a child, he spoke as a child and understood as a child. Mm-hmm. He's not comparing the spiritual gifts as uh, childish. Right, uh, he right. is, he is saying that our current state right now is like a child compared to when we are uh, with the Lord and we will know everything just as it says there. Um, mm-hmm. So right now we are seeing things partially. We understand things partially, uh, but when we are uh, perfected, when we are glorified, then we will know everything uh, just as we are known, as it says. The part that seals it for me is verse 12. Okay, so uh, he says, when that which is perfect is come in verse 10. Okay, then verse 12 he says, for we, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, so I know partially, but then I shall know just as I am known. That phrase face to face is right. what seals the deal for me. Uh, if you look it up, the other times that that phrase is used throughout the word of God, it is always talking about being in the presence of God. Right, right. It's talking about being face to face with God. So that's a pretty good indicator. Uh, And also the Greek word uh, actually means to be in the presence. Uh, And it says in the presence of a person. Okay. So if that's the case, then when the Bible was compiled, uh, that don't cut it because right. even though this is the perfect living, breathing word of God, this is not a person that we're yeah. in the presence of. And just because we have the word of God right now does not mean that we know everything. Uh, we're not perfect. Everything's not perfect, but there's coming a time. There will come a time uh, when we are face to face with Jesus that everything will be perfect. We will be in that perfect age, uh, that kingdom age. And so for those out there who would try to use this to say um, that this is where the gifts of the spirit um, have ceased, you need to read things in context. And, and I'm not, I'm not being a smart aleck. I'm, I'm actually saying, please, sit down and read and study these things in context and, and really pray about it and, and ask yourself, see, the problem is, and we've probably all been there. I know I have, uh, before I went through my little episode of getting frustrated, throwing down the Bible and saying, okay, God, uh, erase everything that I've been taught. That's not of you and teach me what you want me to know from now. But We've all been guilty of just believing things that we've been taught. 
and never actually digging into it for ourselves. We right. just, that's what the preacher taught when I was a kid. So it's the truth. I, I have no reason to dig and study into it. Listen, yeah. uh, preachers, pastors, Casey, Chad, we want to present to you the word of God uh, perfectly, but we are imperfect. So uh, we're not always going to, we're all, we're not always going to hit it exactly right. I know that there's been several things that I have preached in the past that I have went back and said, no, uh, I said that wrong, or that was wrong. uh, The way, you know, so we, we learn and we grow. And so I challenge everybody to don't just live by this. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to live by uh, whatever I've been taught. Sit down, pray about it, study into Mm -hmm. it, dig into it. Why is there nowhere else in the word of God that people can come to and say, okay, this proves my point. If we believe in the word of God and we believe that it's perfect and it's true, uh, and all of our doctrines should have Bible to back it up. We don't just get revelation out of the, out of thin air and you know, that don't line up with the word of God. We should have something in the word of God that proves our point. And the, the gifts of the spirit ceasing, um, before we are face to face with Jesus is just not in the Bible. Right. Yeah. And man, I think it's a matter of, of if you're listening to this and I, luckily I'm, I surround myself with some good brothers and good sisters that I can go to. If we have a disagreement on uh, an interpretation in the Bible or, you know, whatever it is, man, it, it, we can come to each other and go, okay, well, we'll dig a little deeper. We'll try and we'll try to debunk each other or whatever it is. But ultimately we come to an agreement of, all right, this is what I believe. And this is what you believe. And ultimately we just need to be prepared because in the end, all that really matters is, are you saved? Do you believe in Jesus Christ and all these things? Like there's so much in the Bible. I think that, uh, that a lot of, a lot of Christians will pick and choose. They'll, they'll pick the good stuff, but when they see something that don't totally agree with, they're like, Oh, well, I don't really have to follow that. Or I don't believe in that. And I don't think that's how we're supposed to approach it. There's been things before that I've had to go to the Lord. Like Casey said, he put his Bible down. He said, okay, God, you show me. There's been mm-hmm. moments in my walk with Christ and studying the word where I've had to go, Lord, I don't know what this means, or, you know, maybe I don't agree with it or something, but God will, he will, you know, he'll show it to you. Like if you just do your studies, like Casey's saying, like really, um, you know, if you've got a question about tongues or prophecies or whatnot, man, listen, the Bible's full of, um, eyewitness accounts through the book of Acts of these miracles, you know, the Holy Spirit pouring out on someone or on a group of people. These are eyewitness accounts. These aren't, you know, just some made up fairy tales. We've said this before. Um, so I, I've got many, many books I've read, um, videos I've watched of eyewitness accounts, people seeing these things happen in churches where a person starts to speak in a unknown language, but then there'll be a visitor there from Germany, France, wherever that will go up to them and go, I didn't know you spoke, you know, French or whatever. And the person goes, I don't. And they knew exactly what they were saying. So, I mean, there's just, there's so many things out there that if this wasn't, you know, 
real or legit, or you know, the speaking in tongues was dead and not not for the New Testament times, then I don't believe there will be eyewitness accounts of these many things happened. I've heard so many stories from you know these revivals happening from Dr. Brown and Brown's revival, just miraculous things that went down that that just you know shows me that the word of God is all these things are still legit. And another point, uh, Acts chapter two. Uh, I've heard people say, well, these were gifts uh, that was given to the original 12 apostles. Um, And and that's where they get the, well, when the last apostle, which would have been John, dies, then these things were done away with. Okay, there's so many scriptures um, throughout the book of Acts that debunks that theory. Uh, Number one. Right here in chapter two, uh, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Okay. This says that, that this happened where they were. And if you read back, it talks about uh, at least 120 others being there, not just the, not just the, the 11 or 12, but, and it said they were all filled. It don't say that the, the, 12 disciples were filled. It says they were all filled. Then uh, the most recent reference uh, in our study is Cornelius's house. It talks about it here uh, that we were just reading. The Holy Spirit fell on everyone there uh, as Peter was preaching. And it says that they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So this Supernatural power was not just for the original uh, 12 apostles. I've heard people try to say that and say, well, you know, that was just to get the church up and going and and to get people interested and uh, blah, blah, blah. But the Bible uh, plainly debunks that as well. Yeah, and I'm a firm believer, man, that the, that the Holy Spirit is spoken of here in Acts 2 that fills these apostles and fills this house. Um, you know, it's this same spirit that Jesus talks about in John 14. And he says that, you know, he'll come and make his home in us. And I don't believe that the the Holy Spirit, when the apostle or the disciple John um, died, that, that that died. That would say that the Holy Spirit didn't continue to um, move on and forth throughout the ages. I just, I don't believe that. I believe that the Bible clearly states many, many times, and Jesus talks about it, that these these gifts are for them that the father abides in us and, and he's going to make his home in us. And the Holy spirit dwells in us in the same spirit that dwelled in those uh, there at the Pentecost, man, I believe that it still flows today. The gifts still flow today, just as powerful as they did then. Are we, are, are Christians tapping into them? Maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. You no, know, yes, there is some, I'm not going to say that, but there, I believe when we've talked about it, there's, I believe there's a lot more, including me, Chad here, sitting here that can, I uh, can go to the Lord about and seek that spirit and seek those gifts a lot more than I probably do. Um, but I don't believe they, they're, they're gone. 
Right. We are, we're so distracted in this day and time. And I hate to say it, um, but that includes, that includes me. And that includes a lot of even the, the most anointed preachers. Um, Yes. You know, there's so many who are great Bible teachers, but the, the, the gifts of the spirit are not operating through them as they should. And it's, it's not at all that, that these things have ceased um, because the Bible don't say that. So it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's not that God does not want these things to happen. Now we don't, we're not seeing these things a lot here in America, but I hear stories about things happening overseas that are completely miraculous. Oh yeah. So just because we are not seeing these things uh, constantly like we should don't mean that it's not happening. There's uh, there's plenty of stories coming out of uh, Muslim countries. One that is huge that uh, it's not it's not about healing and, and tongues and things like that. But one of the most gigantic miracles is. If you look into what's happened over the last couple of years in some of these Muslim countries and these uh, Muslims coming to Jesus, I mean, they're getting saved. It's not it's not by, you know, 10 or 20. It's by the hundreds, by the thousands. Uh, These people are, you know, the spirit is moving in some of these other countries. And. We. We've talked about America before. Uh, yeah. We love our country, but a lot of times we are we we have a way of being a little arrogant and prideful, and mm-hmm. so we say, "Well, we don't see that happening here, uh, so it's not real." Right. No, and and we we got to be careful with that. Um, we do. I think there's many many distractions that we have, and and I know for one, I wake up you know most mornings at five five thirty, and the first thing that my mind wants to do is grab my cell phone. Now I sit and think sometimes what would my relationship with God be like? How much more deeper would it be if I didn't have a cell phone? You know, if I didn't have a computer or a TV or anything to to distract me. And I think that's what's wrong is we have so many distractions. You might begin off on a different topic here, but we talk about those other countries. Some of these third world countries don't have that. All some of them may have is, is a, a piece of paper or a, sh- a page of one scripture or one, you know, book in the Bible or whatever. And that's all they have to lean on. And they have no other distractions. All they have is the word of God and trusting in God. And that's where that spirit starts to pour out. Cause look, you know, idolatry is not just worshiping other gods. It's, it's taking other things and replacing God. It's taking, um, you know, your job and trying to replace God or, you know, your, your ego or even your cell phone, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's so many things that is idolatry can be defined as, and it's really God sits and watches that. And he goes, what's more important to Chad, um, this or me, you know, what's more important to Casey, this or me. And I think that that can, I know that can definitely hinder that relationship with, with God big time. Yeah, it definitely does. It's funny that you mentioned that. That's kind of confirmation. I knew it was the Lord anyway, but so 
my my phone usually sits on my nightstand. I turn it on silent when I go to bed, but I, I throw it on the nightstand, put it on the charger. Uh, but when I wake up in the mornings, uh, most of the time I sit up in the bed and I, I do grab my phone. Sure. Now, the first thing that I do is open up my version Bible and see my, my verse for the day. Okay. Good. But then yeah. after I read, after I read that, you know, I <laughs> flip through the Facebook and all this other garbage for, you know, a couple of minutes. And yeah. uh, so I, I've kind of felt the last couple of days, um, uh, a little religious with that. Like yeah. it's become a routine and, and it's, it's kind of like the Lord has said. So, uh, you, you think you're doing something special just because when you pick up that phone, the first thing you're doing is reading a Bible verse, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh no, I know, man. I do. And, and it, but our phone's like our alarm clock now, you know what I mean? So for me, it is, I roll out of bed. I, I uh, try and stretch my old man back and I grab my phone. And for me, sometimes it's, it's knocking my alarm clock off, but other times it's like, Oh, what is this notification? And man, you know, you know, maybe we can, we can, you know, iron sharpens iron. We can, we can try and, and uh, help each other with that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just maybe for, for a, a period of time getting up and just going right down to my kitchen table and open up my Bible, you know what I'm saying? And just, mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be, and for me, man, it's got to be taking that cell phone or taking that distraction and, and putting it in another room. Cause if I don't, I'll read the word of God and I keep the phone beside me. Cause I'll have like the, um, the blue Bible app, I think it's got like the Greek, but man, I have so many, uh, translations laying around the house. Why can't I just take another book down to it? And just put yeah. that thing aside. You know, we right. talked about, you know, I, I see in, in, in churches sometimes when, um, you know, the, there's physical Bibles. It's, it, you don't see them often. It's the cell mm-hmm. phone. It's the iPads. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you travel, I travel, I need that sometime. But to me, there's nothing like a real Bible. You know, what happens if that battery, what happens if that battery goes out or some technical issue, or if they take the Bible off our phones, like they're doing in some of these other countries, what do you do then? You got to have a physical Bible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I always make it around to, I always make it around to after I get up and brush my teeth and wash my face, put contacts in and all this other stuff. And then, you know, I come in, sit down with my coffee and my Bible, but yeah, uh, that has been something that's kind of been a conviction for me. Uh, the last few days, I, I've kind of noticed it. It's kind of like the Lord saying, so you're justifying grabbing your phone first, just because you're mm-hmm. reading that daily verse first. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're not the only one, man. You're not the only one. And I'll say this too, before we come to close in a little bit that, um, I'm the kind of person, my mind's constantly racing. So if I'm, if I'm reading the Bible or if I'm trying to pray and just shut up and let God talk, my mind's just racing. And I asked Dr. Brown today, you know, he's my mentor. um, Dr. Michael Brown, for all those who don't know, um, what do you do when that happens? And he said, what I always do is I keep a notepad in front of me. And when I close my eyes and start talking to God, things are going to happen. He goes, man, my mind races all the time, but whatever comes to your mind, just write it down write it down, write it down. And eventually it'll help you clear your mind and you'll start just kind of being free with the Lord and just praying into the Lord and letting the Holy spirit speak to you. Cause you're writing these things down. So you're kind of getting rid of them. 
Uh, yeah. And then he goes, not only that, but you're putting it on paper so you can go back later on and go, oh, okay, well, I need to pray for so-and-so to do this or do that. So I was like, that's a really good, really good idea. I write constantly. So, but that was great. Yeah, that is, that is a good idea that I'm not, I've not thought about that, but that is, that's a big problem. I would say with everybody, uh, you know, the enemy tries to distract whether it's something uh, biblical or whether it's something to do with ministry or family or whatever, you get Always. all these thoughts and all kinds of stuff coming through your mind uh, when you're trying to pray. So yeah, if you, yep. if you write them down, okay. Uh, kids have, Karate class at five o'clock. Okay. Remember yeah. that, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're not in fear of, of forgetting that. So sure. That's yeah. That's a, that's a good thought, but it's uh, good, man. I don't really know how we took that turn, but <laughs> I, it's our gifts of the spirit to, uh, to uh, convictions. See the Holy spirit convicts us too. Uh, yeah. Amen. Always. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you got anything before we close? And I don't think so. I, I, t- tonight's, you know, or today's uh, talk was a little bit bouncing all over the place, but I think sometimes that's okay to have some different topics. I think um, just remember out there that you, it doesn't matter if you're the strongest and mightiest man of God or woman of God, you can look at a man like Leonard Ravenhill. You can, um, you, you can, you can look at many other mighty men and women of God and, they face the same problems that, that we face. They face the same problems with getting still and remaining calm and just praying. And, and we all have some issues. So don't think you're alone. Don't think it. God's up there shaking his fist at you and mad. Just, Hey, do like Casey did that one time and throw that Bible down and say, Lord, talk to me. And he yeah. will. I, I trust and believe in, in God. And I know that he will. That's, that's definitely the truth, man. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know how long uh, that was going to take or where our discussion would go, how the Holy Spirit was going to lead. So uh, I wasn't sure if we would get into chapter 11 or not, but apparently not. Uh, we can save that for next week. But all right, guys, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, uh, prayer requests, send them to us, wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Yes. You can find me on social media at real Casey cage mm-hmm. and same, uh, social media at Jackson Riker WWE. Check us out, please send questions and, uh, and any comments. And also I, I forget to plug this, uh, go like and follow the wrestling for the faith Facebook page. Please. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Yes. Wrestling for the Faith is now available on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com and search Wrestling for the Faith.